Uh, good afternoon to you, Comic, and thank you for joining us. He's a director of Cullinan and Associates. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Thanks very much for inviting me to be on your show. Well, firstly, let's not take it for granted that everybody understands what seismic surveys are. Can you just tell us a little bit about them? Yes, sure. Uh, Essentially what happens is a a ship trails um, some air guns effectively behind behind it, and these at regular intervals of about 10 seconds apart um, uh, create extremely loud uh, noises and, and the, the sound waves travel down through the water into the seabed and then are reflected back up again and captured. And this enables them to map what lies beneath the, the seabed to determine whether there's oil or gas there or not. But the, the sounds that are created are extremely loud and obviously at 10-second intervals are, um, are, are very disruptive and happen for months uh, on end. When were you first approached by the groups lobbying against the seismic surveys, and what was your mandate? We were first approached um, after a notice appeared on the 29th of October this year, stating that seismic surveys were going to start on the 1st of December. And this caught everybody by surprise. As it happened, one of our lawyers in the Eastern Cape, uh, Ricky Stone, um, when he was a young lawyer at another law firm back in 2014, had acted for some of the parties who'd objected to the original application for an exploration right. So they'd sent in their objections back in 2014, and they'd heard nothing more. So everybody thought that the exploration right hadn't been granted because none of the interested and affected parties were told anything more. So it was a complete shock to everybody when they found out that it had been granted back then and had been renewed twice since then without any interested and affected parties being told that. Now, you went uh, to court, and of course uh, we know now that um, you went to court on an urgent basis. Why was that? Yes, what we did initially is, well, we had to find out what had happened, and, and nobody would give us any of the, the decisions. We then wrote to the Minister of Minerals and Energy and the Minister of Environment, asking them to intervene and delay this, the start of the seismic uh, testing order shell to delay it so that we could see the decisions and find out what had happened. We didn't get any, we didn't have any luck there. They didn't respond, so we wrote to Shell twice, um, saying to them, won't you give us um, won't you agree to delay the start for uh, um, some weeks so that we can we can get our papers together and um, approach the court properly? They refused to do that, and so we essentially realised we had to move very fast because they were about to start on the first of December. So we drafted the papers over the weekend, um, served them on the Monday, and got permission of a court for the matter to be heard on the Wednesday. So it was extremely uh, tight time frames. But what we were just trying to do with the first application is buy some time. We knew we didn't have all the evidence yet, and we just were asking the court, the court to give us a short uh, interim interdict so we could come back to court with more evidence. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now, the, the case that's going to be heard next week by various um, has been instituted by various Wild Coast communities. And these communities, I acted for the Kolobeni communities for some 10 years against Sanral. So we know these people, we know them all very well, and um, they were going to be part of our case. But as you'd imagine, getting documents signed in, in rural areas takes some time, and it was not possible to do it over a weekend and get to court before the 1st of December. So we split it into two cases, hoping that they would 
be heard again on the same day. But that's not been possible. But I think this this case that's happening next week will have good prospects of success. Well, before moving uh, to that one that's coming up, what are your thoughts on the ruling? Have you studied the judgment already? Yes. Look, I think that I think to be fair on the judge, he had very little time. You, you know, he, he the matter was heard um, on the Wednesday, and, and he gave the judgment on the Friday morning. I think he got it wrong on the costs. He ordered the costs against us, um, and I, I think that was just an error which we, we will hopefully correct because he found that we. Uh, we will act correctly in coming to the court urgently. We're entitled to, to approach the court urgently, and also he accepted that we were acting in the public interest. So um, the other thing, the thing I'm disappointed in is that he didn't give us uh, a return date to come back and, and bring more evidence before the court, because it's true we didn't have much evidence, expert evidence about exactly what the seismic uh, testing, the harness does to marine life and plankton and fish, whales, etc. But uh, we were engaging with experts and we would have brought that evidence to the court um, by the second hearing. So we were, di- we were disappointed by that. Um, uh, but, but this is by no means over. We, we, we are all working together and we will continue to, to fight this until we stop it. Next week is the Kolobeni communities. Uh, what are they anchoring their arguments on? So um, they're really saying that, look, we, we are affected communities and we weren't told anything about this. We weren't involved in the public participation process. And they point out that you know, the, the relationship to the sea is, is not just about fishing, which is important to them, but there's also deep cultural aspects that uh, believe that ancestors live in the sea and that the sea is used for all kinds of initiation ceremonies, etc. And, and that these, these cultural aspects must be taken into account. Um, but the, the main legal argument is, is simple, that when, when the exploration right was granted in the beginning, you didn't need an environmental authorization under the National Environmental Management Act. But in December 2014, the law changed, and now you do need one, and Shell doesn't have one. So the argument is they haven't got one of the authorizations that they need to commence this activity. Just briefly, will there be expect advice uh, evidence uh, this time around, uh, and uh, are they better prepared? Yes, they, they, there's obviously been a bit more time to prepare that, and 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 there will be some. But uh, I must tell you, it's incredibly difficult to get these experts at this time of the year to give detailed expert evidence. We have literally been trying experts across America, in South Africa, all over the place to try and get this evidence. It, it's there, but to get somebody who will put it into the right form and, and sign it uh, as opposed to it within a matter of, few, of a few days is tough. But there will be stronger evidence this time. Comic uh, Kalinen, Director of Kalinen and Associates, uh, thank you very much uh, for your time. And we'll keep an eye on the story. And uh, they were talking to us uh, about uh, that um, those uh, four environmental and human rights organizations uh, who are against Shell doing seismic surveys. Thank you so much.